0: and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, August 5th. Why did I put (laughs) 8th? 2018. I guess I'm ready for it to be the 8th. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, and I'm in studio with Jordan, and we have a special guest via Skype, which is Dan from Britain. Debating religion is a time-honored tradition. Oftentimes we consider these debates, or when we consider these debates, we think of Hitchens, Dawkins, or Harris. But honestly, these debates happen all the time. In fact, there is one in Wisconsin at a festival called... Anathotis, I can't speak this morning, (laughs) fast. Dan from Britain came all the way across the pond to do one, two, or four of these debates at the festival. He's worked at Doctors Without Borders, has an undergraduate in philosophy, and keeps up his skills by debating people online and on stage. This is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage in listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we're live, but you can always email or tweet whether we're live or whether you're listening to the podcast. Jordan, Dan, welcome to Atheist Talk.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, Dan, how was your trip? <laughs>
1: I was pretty good. I, uh, I uh, ended up flying via uh, Iceland because you can't, you can't actually fly direct from, uh, from the UK straight to the Midwest. So I had to go via somewhere and uh, uh, Reykjavik seemed like the most interesting option. So I had a nice uh, little three-day stop over there to, to w- get my jet lag in stages.
0: <laughs> I was going to say three-day stop. That sounds awesome. I would love to do that. <laughs>
1: That's great. There's whales and trolls and uh and uh <laughs> I would say geezers, but I've been told that that is uh not right and I should say geysers. So Oh okay, yep.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say geezers has a whole different connotation, <laughs> at least here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've gathered that. It's one of those one of those things where we're uh, separated by a common language.
0: That <laughs> that's true.
2: So all right. Um before we get to the um, the, whole, the arts festival, the reason, main reason you came over here, um, Dan, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background and education, like maybe where you're from, uh, all that sort of stuff. Sure. Uh,
1: well, as you can probably tell from my accent, uh, I'm from the deep south. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I uh, I was born in uh, in the Midlands in uh, in Britain, and uh, grew up mostly in New Yorkshire, um, in a very liberal. Methodist church, um, to the extent that I suspect a lot of the people who I've been uh, hanging out with the last few days would not consider it a Christian church. But it was, you know, from my point of view, it was it was what it was. And, and I uh, I sort of gradually fell away from it during my teens. I, I, I started volunteering to uh, help run the Sunday school, so I didn't have to listen to the sermons, actually. Because <laughs> I had to go, but I yeah. didn't have to be in in the church. Um, yeah. Then I did a philosophy degree, as you said, um, largely from not knowing what else to do with myself, and 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 that set the seal on on atheism for me, I think. And at the end of my philosophy degree, I then I then went on to do a, a nursing um, because I, I didn't know what else to do, but uh, I didn't want to lose the practice of of debating, so I started going on i guess what were some of the early internet discussion forums um in about 98 99 and uh the most interesting ones to me were were american ones so i, I started interacting with with some of the people who i've been meeting in some cases for the first time this uh, these last few days but uh one guy who i particularly have been sparring with for for now yeah 20 years um was uh, the organizer and um Of this uh, festival, and uh, he's the director of now, he wasn't then, but uh, he's the director and uh, founder of uh, Aethanatos Christian Ministries.
0: Oh, that's how
1: you say it. Yeah, I didn't want to correct you at the time, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it.
0: I have a terrible thing with with pronouncing stuff.
1: (laughs) So, uh, well, in my case, it's down to Britishness. Um, So, as as with Geyser and Giza. Yes. So, um, so, uh, oh, no, he and I have been, have been, uh, you know, uh, arguing back and forth. We disagree about almost everything, but I really like the guy, you know, he's a, he's a good friend. Um, and we, we, uh, we amicably have been arguing throughout, you know, our, uh, our, uh, last few decades while, uh, I went into, uh, emergency department nursing and then I, I started working for Dogs without borders. These days I work in public health, but, uh, it's remained a, an interest and a, and a pleasure to to spar with him online and uh, these last few days i got to do it in person, which was great
2: excellent um so you said probably right around the time you were in in your university you, be, you uh, became an atheist during your philosophy uh courses
1: yeah i think i hadn't given it a label before then um it was uh, it, it's strange how you evolve isn't it i the, the first like religious uh um issue i remember having was from like being a, a very young child i remember being taught about god and 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 then probably about four or five i think we moved and, and we started going to the local church and all of a sudden it was all about jesus and i felt pretty bad for god i was like <laughs> who's this jesus character who's coming along and stealing all the glory you know i i, I was i i felt like i'd Understood that there was a God and, and and God looked after us and and God was the one who we ought to be thinking about and um, yeah. So maybe that was the the start of my um <laughs> of my uh, distance from religion. That that right off the bat I thought, hey, you know, th- this is unfair. Yeah. The, the, why, this why is he quite, getting all the- this? Doesn't quite yeah. make sense to me. Yeah, so, it's like the you know the usurper and and we're uh, <laughs> we're talking about him.
2: Is this something that you? That your uh, that your family took to, or took well to, or not? Uh,
1: my parents um, are still very much a part of the church, but as I said, it is a very liberal church. My my dad is actually a a, a lay pastor. Okay. Uh, within within the church, but um, from our conversations, I would say he's pretty much a deist. He's uh, he, he's okay. not um, he's not particularly extreme, and that that's not it's not a requirement. Uh, in In a lot of British churches, the older British okay. churches anyway uh my mum's a bit more committed i think she 'd rather i wasn 't an atheist but but we we have a lot of conversations about this and it's not it 's never been a problem between us
2: okay um now you, I know you had mentioned um uh before we did the program we, we kind of got your uh with your background you said that um re- religion is not as big of an issue over in the u k versus say over here.
1: That's my perception. Yeah, I, okay. as I said, I've, I've talked to a lot of uh, a lot of Americans about this, uh, both atheists and Christians, and in a way, in in Britain, the, I think it's almost like uh, it's it's considered almost undecorous to to talk about it. it. It's it's considered something that ought to be private. I think people might be uncomfortable. Um, you know, people I work with might be uncomfortable if I was. Uh, a very outspoken atheist, but only in so much as they would be uncomfortable with anyone expressing any strong feelings about anything, really. It's just, uh, you know, you don't, you don't tend to talk about religion, um, to people who aren't very close friends, uh, in late night conversations with plenty of wine. Uh, it's not something that it's not something that's considered appropriate to, to bring into public life. And, and it, unlike here, um, it, it's a, if a politician is conspicuously religious, it would tend to be a handicap rather than an advantage.
0: Yeah. And that's actually an interesting thing. Cause I know, um, in Minnesota specifically, there's the, the idea of like the two things you don't talk about is religion and politics, unless it's with mm. like you said, close family and friends. And so I really, I, I try to stay away from certain parts of the U S cause I'm like, Oh, you're going to ask me questions. And, I really don't want to answer those. I know my sister who lives out in Washington state, um, especially after she got pregnant, that was a big question of, Oh, well, what church are you going to go to? And she was like, right. uh, and it definitely also depends on how rural you go to. Cause even in Minnesota, right. if you go more rural, some of the, some of that stuff's picking up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's, it There's It's interesting. It can be, it can be not discussed, but hugely important. And, or not discussed and and considered fairly low down in in the you know the list of ways you define yourself and I, I think in in Britain for most people it's uh you know it's not going to be in the top five things that they would consider uh really defining of their identity.
0: I wish we had that
2: <laughs> yeah, for us it's like the opposite I mean, from mm. politicians for us it's like oh, you're a very devout Christian, well, you got my vote that's mm. that's pretty much pretty much it. Well, it, that's such such a low bar, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I have heard that, because there's actually a project that I need to get on the air, um, who their whole thing is to help atheists get into office. And they found that when it comes to like city council and state legislative, it's not as much of an issue. But it seems to me once you start getting that more national attention kind of stuff, that's when all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you don't do the same thing I do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, did I, I I may be misremembering this, but I I thought at one stage there were there were more openly gay uh um, you know, legislators or, or politicians in in Washington D.C. than there were openly atheist.
0: I uh, I was going to say I mean, I think you really just need one openly gay mm. to outnumber the right. atheists. I don't think that, <laughs> that we've gotten close a couple of times, but I don't think we've quite gotten there.
2: Right. Fingers crossed, eh? Oh, I know. Yeah, we can, o- we can only hope, but I, I don't know. It's, it almost seems like we're moving in the right direction, but it's still, I don't know. It- it's become a nightmare around here, actually, so.
0: Yeah, but we will return with our guests, Jordan and Dan, right after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hersey Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, and we're having what I would classify as a great conversation with Jordan and Dan. Before we get back, however, I do want to remind everyone listening that immediately following the program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production of American Atheists. Please note, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Jordan, Dan, and I this morning, you can call us at 952 946 6205. Email us at radio at org, or tweet us at, at atheist talk. Or you can go on our Facebook page, Atheist Talk, which I always forget to put in the beginning. I don't know why. But, anyways, Dan, Jordan, welcome back. Still Hi. here. Yay! <laughs> the caffeine's starting to kick in.
1: Well, your, your adverts are better than caffeine, they're amazing. <laughs>
2: Alright, so let's move on to the main reason that you're on here. Uh you went to a uh Christian arts festival in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Um so
1: I think that is the official
2: town name, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm from a very small town, Wisconsin, so I know exactly what it's like. But um
0: I actually look up just to see like how far it would be for him to drive. It was like two hours. I was like, A little over two hours,
2: yeah. Yeah, no. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little over an hour from Eau Claire. It's like, yeah, there's nothing around there. Um so basically, uh, what 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 kind of festival is this? And, and um, is it yeah? What what kind of festival is it? I guess.
1: So this is um, my friend who uh, who runs this ministry um, has also got a sideline in in publishing. Um, he's an author, and he um, he set up I think he set up a number of different uh, publishing. Do you say imprints? I'm not sure, uh, but. He's a, he's a publisher, so he's he's self-publishing his own books, and he's he's publishing uh, fiction and non-fiction by uh, by the Christian authors. He he also has a particular line in um, publishing kind of out of print books uh, that either you know are are theologically interesting or um, uh, you know from his point of view uh, politically. Important, so uh, no, he's he's republished some uh, some uh, eugenics texts from uh, from the twenties because he's very concerned about um, about those sort of issues coming back. So the idea of um, I guess uh, evangelizing through the arts, whatever those arts may be. I mean, there's been some uh, some Christian music groups here and uh, some. Christian uh, artists in the sense of, you know, painting and stuff. Um, And a lot of authors uh, coming along to uh, give talks or listen to talks about, uh, you know, literary devices or um, uh, I went to a quite an interesting uh, session by a a filmmaker in the South of France, who's making films to, uh, to try and uh, convert some of the, uh, the Muslim population of, of North Africa. I mean, you know, good luck to him. I, I think that's going to be a hard job. But but the the techniques involved were interesting and, and kind of paralleled uh, the sort of message that I was trying to get across as the um, the black sheep, uh, so to speak, of the uh, of the conference. That you know, if you if you're going to uh, if you're going to engage with people of very different ideological backgrounds, you have to you have to go to them. You know, you have to understand where they're coming from and what their problems are with, with your with your beliefs so that you can have a, a sensible conversation, not just run headfirst at them with your preconceptions uh, front and center.
0: Awesome. So, and now you did four debates, right? Yeah. So... I have done one debate via podcast and and so I'm going to default to your expertise. How much interrupting do you usually get in these debates
1: (laughs) from the audience or from each other?
0: Yes. (laughs) We're going to go with yes. I didn't have an audience when I did the podcast, but since you did on stage, we'll go with yes. Let's
1: go with the audience. I'm curious. Bit of of both. I mean, we, uh, so our, our, the way that we usually debate, so there, there were three of us on stage. Um, there's, uh, myself, the festival organizer and another friend from from uh, online debating, who uh, is a Christian, but I would say he's uh, politically and and also religiously he's he's at he's at some he's at a point in between the two of us. Uh, so he mainly acted as the moderator, which was nice of him. Uh, so he would keep us on track time wise, and and he would uh, you know say, oh, okay, well that was interesting. So. Uh, a question occurs to me is this, and I'd like to hear both your responses.
0: Oh, so you, had a, you had a better moderator than mine, Robert. If you're listening, I'm <laughs> calling you out. He's a, a friend of a podcaster, so
1: <laughs> it's a tough job to to be a good moderator and not you know not jump in too much and and impose your own your own viewpoint. Uh, he he only did that uh, when appropriate. I think if both of them were debating me, it would have felt like bullying. You know, so it was, right. it, it helped to have. Uh, mm-hmm. a, uh, not a neutral voice exactly but a uh, someone who was uh, who was paying attention to the flow of, of the thing um, and we didn't we, we left time open uh, so one of the things that the moderator did was we'd get sort of to the end of a topic as much as you can get to the end i mean we've been arguing about these things for 20 years and we haven't got to the end yet <laughs> so you know to get to the end in, in an hour and a half is is unlikely to happen but you know we'd get to what seemed like a natural close point and the moderator would Ask if there are any questions from the audience on that topic before we moved on to the next one. So that worked pretty well. Um, there was one debate, uh, the third one, where um, things were a bit more uh, contentious or, or hard hitting, I guess, because um, I was I was making an argument that I feel very passionate about about the um, immorality in the Old Testament. And uh, with Dogs Without Borders, I, I worked uh, a couple of years ago. I worked in Iraq for a while, and I sort of saw firsthand some of the uh, the results of of what ISIS had had done there in the areas that it had occupied, and spoke to people who'd been exposed to that. And I kept thinking, "Wow, this is like—I mean, this is children of Israel behavior." You know, they're taking sex slaves, they're killing men, women, children, they're executing homosexuals, they're. they're um, you know, killing for religious differences, um, and they're imposing a rigid kind of well, you know, Sharia or Leviticus, take your pick. Um, so I, I made this analogy in in the debate, and and that was obviously quite um, offensive to some people. And and you know, uh, it, I'm, I'm suggesting that you know that that God does evil things, which is which is a hard thing to uh, to hear if if you're um if you're a very committed Christian. So I appreciate them, you know, being being nice to me uh, while I'm saying things that that are very challenging for them to hear. But in that debate, there was a lot of uh, you know hands raised and and people coming forwards waving that they they've just got to say something to me. They've they've got to show me how I'm wrong. Uh, so that was that was the one where we had a lot of more active audience participation. In the others, it was facilitated audience participation.
0: So, did anybody, audience or or on the stage, did anybody have anything new? And I was gonna say, I don't think hear. there's a lot.
1: I'm gonna have yeah, like a I,
0: super short because we're getting into the end intro music or outro music. I,
1: I can hear it. Yeah, not uh, not not incredibly new. No. I think all these debates have been had before, haven't they? And, and uh, yeah, sometimes things are presented in a novel way, but there was nothing that that surprised me, really.
0: All right, well, we'll return with our guests, Jordan and Dan, right after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hertie Hurt, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950, KTNF, I'm your host, Tertsie Hertz, and we're having what I would classify as a wonderful conversation with Jordan and Dan. But before we continue this conversation, which will be our final segment, we, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talk is, is produced with the funding from Minnesota Atheist and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. I also want to note our group our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I'd also like to note our donors of the week, which is George, Nancy, Shirley, Jim and the rest of the Flying Spaghetti Monster patrons. Thank you so much. If you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page or at our Patreon at www.patreon.com/atheisttalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax deductible organization. We couldn't do the show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are out of the guest and host only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist organization. As always, check out the Minnesota Atheist website for podcasts of previous programs, browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. And in fact, I have a whole list of events that Heather emailed me that I totally forgot to put in my notes here today. (laughs) But I do know that the Cucumbers Brunch is going on this morning. Jordan, are you going to go? I know I'm putting you on the spot because I asked you earlier. I think so. You think so? I
2: think so. I don't live close to there. Usually I live more Minneapolis area, but I'm close enough today. I think I can make it. Awesome. Well, I
0: do know that we have a Free Thought 5K registration from... Camp Quest. Uh, that should be up on our uh, meetup. And then we also have the Secular Women Work Conference, which is on the t- weekend of the 24th, I believe. And I will be there because it is going to be awesome. There's going to be guests from all over and it's going to be talking about organization, organizing groups and such. So um, I totally need help with that <laughs> with this program. But with all that relevant and wonderful information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Jordan and Dan. Excellent. Dan, you still there? I am. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. You were quiet for a moment. I was like, no, don't say we <laughs> lost you. This is the longest segment. Oh, do we have, Hunter, do we have a call? Oh, I think we have a call. So we'll be really quick. So Dan, what was your favorite question for this, or, this year at the festival uh, for yeah, this debate?
2: The, what was your favorite? Yeah. As far as your debate goes, what what part did you enjoy the most? Oh, I guess. The show. I did, I did enjoy the back and forth on the, um, on the old
1: Testament morality thing because it, it, you know, it got into questions of, you know, the culture at the time. And, um, someone was arguing that, you know, in a, in a sort of collectivist culture, um, it would be, you know, the, the, it's totally reasonable when you, when you conquer and, and kill all the warriors in, in, uh, that particular tribe, totally reasonable thing to do to to kill all the baby boys because you know otherwise they're just going to grow up to to be to be just like their parents. And I mean, I didn't I didn't flat out say that I thought that was a genocidal uh, point of view, but yeah. uh, I, I I got pretty close to it. And and although it that was the it was the tensest part of of the debates, the other ones were were just just they were fun for us, and it seemed like they were fun for the audience as well. People, a lot of people said. It's great to hear, a, you know, a civilized debate it's so different from the stuff you get online where people are just demonizing each other. And uh, there's something very important about being able to look the other person in the eyes and, and recognize their humanity, even while you're disagreeing with them. Um, but so most of it was was just fun. Uh, but although it was a bit more tense, I actually did enjoy, you know, this is the real this is the real kind of stuff we're talking about. We're talking about human lives and um you know whether whether or not our humanity is is universal or or whether or whether you want to you know make excuses and say that some people are a little bit less human in order to in in this case my perception was this the guy who was who was arguing that was was trying to justify something that i think cannot and should not be justified
0: so the festival had a whole bunch of other events in jordan i might be stepping on your toes i'm sorry <laughs> But the festival had a whole bunch of other events. Did you take place, or did you look at any of those, or go to any of those?
1: Yeah, I went when I wasn't uh, involved in anything in else, because uh, I'm I'm also a, a sort of musician. Uh, so i i did a I did a couple of music spots as well, and that was just you know light l- musical entertainment in one of the tents. Um, so when I wasn't either debating or or performing, I, I went to some of the uh, some of the other interesting. Uh, events that were going on and you know they i wasn't really the, the target audience of you know how to evangelize to people from an islamic background <laughs> but it was interesting to to see some of the uh uh some of the presenters both in terms of um you know their presentation style because i always like to pick up uh pick up ideas about how i could improve my own public speaking and and also just to to hear what they were about and what they were passionate about
2: well, that's great. Um, now, I'm I'm curious. You know, after the debates, you know, you're going around doing stuff. Did you actually have? Did you have, have anybody come up to you and be like, "Hey, you're that atheist from the debate"? Like, start kind of like, ta- yelling at you or taunting you or any of that stuff. Uh, so, uh,
1: yes to the first part of the question and, and no to the second. So it was. I, I felt like. <laughs> I felt like a minor celebrity, really. Okay. <laughs> everyone. Everyone's like, "Oh, have you talked to the atheist yet?" And he's British, uh, <laughs> so lots of people wanted to talk to me either about um, either about what we'd said, uh, things that they'd thought in response, that they'd wished um, the other, uh, you know, my my uh, adversaries, so to speak, had had raised, and points they wanted to make to me and hear my response to. Uh, some people wanted to just talk to me about about other stuff, about, about Britain, about, um, you know, political things. I had a really good conversation about different styles of, of healthcare. care. You know, I, I've worked in the National Health Service in the UK for a long time. So I'm very passionate about what we don't call there, but would call here socialized medicine. Um, so that was a fun, a fun topic. But and as I said, a lot of people wanted to, wanted to come up to me and say how, how nice it is to hear... Uh, profound differences of opinion uh expressed in a non hostile and non um, demeaning way you know we we can we can disagree about really important things but we can still be friends um so yeah uh yes to the first part but nobody was uh, remotely they weren't demonizing to me. you at all okay no everyone and and you know maybe it maybe it was rubbing off on them but uh, yeah i've i've had nothing but uh, nothing but warm midwestern hospitality
2: oh that that's, that's really good to hear there there's a th- well i know that it was in wisconsin but we do have a thing here called minnesota nice but i think we're it's <laughs> close enough so
1: sure yeah i mean there's these are similar to the uk in a way there's a lot of uh, decorum in 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 uh, midwestern culture from from what i understand and you know, it's important to be civil. I think <laughs> on all sides.
2: No, oh, yeah, I, t- I totally, I totally agree. And um, I lost my lost my place here. Um, there was one thing I was gonna I was gonna ask about. Um, apparently, every year they have a reenactment in the death and resurrection of Jesus, but that was canceled this year. Do you have any info as to why? I'm just curious about that. Uh. Yeah, I think that uh, that
1: has happened. I w- I wasn't sure how I would feel about seeing that. Um but yes, it didn't happen this year. Okay. Um I don't have any direct um uh, knowledge as to as to why, but um Okay. That that's a very I mean that, that's something I can't really imagine happening in in British churches. Um I think I think that would be a very a very morally conflicted experience, you know, I And and that's part of, part of perhaps the atheist perspective and and part of the British perspective. But I'm just not sure how I would feel about watching a a reenactment of of the uh, you know the torture and and death of a of a human being, sort of for entertainment, sort of to make a theological point. So yeah, in some ways, I was glad it didn't happen.
0: (laughs) I've I've seen these, and it is um, as as. Our Minnesotan listeners will will hear from my voice. It was interesting, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is the Minnesota polite way of saying I don't want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> okay. A little bit screwed up, maybe. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. It it um. And then also, I I went to an Assemblies of God college for nine months. Please don't ask. <laughs> it was a very odd time. Um, but we did the the play Godspell, which is all mm. which is basically the book of Matthew put to song. It's really weird. Jordan's like trying not to laugh. It's it's really weird. We should probably watch it. Um and it also has that that whole piece of the, the death and the resurrection and the reactions that people have are are fascinating to watch. Um and it's almost I almost wish I could go watch it again. As an atheist, because I think it would be interesting because I grew up Catholic. So as a Catholic, I was looking around a little bit and I was like, um, like, I know this is a big thing, but this is like really, you guys are really into this.
1: <laughs> I think that's the way it would seem to me as well. I'd, I'd almost want to go on and watch the audience rather yeah. than the actual show.
2: Yeah. Just, to, just, to see some of the reactions. Just to see, it's like, holy crap, this is actually happening right now. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, when I was
1: when I was in Iraq, I, I um, oh man, I forgot the name of Ashura, uh, the Shia festival where they're um, like self flagellating and it's not, you know, it's not pretend. They're really doing it. They're really whipping themselves with like, um, you know, knotted cords to to raise. You know, a spray of blood from their backs, Oh. and um, that's a, you know, that's an interesting thing to see. Um, and we mainly kept away from it actually because you know you don't you want to try and avoid um, any any gathering where uh, religious tensions uh, run high, and and also because it's a it's a Shia um, festival. There's the potential for it to be targeted by Sunni uh, extremist groups like ISIS. So uh, we we didn't. We didn't linger, but um, yeah, that was. I don't know. It, it's strange. It, it's strange from my perspective. I should say. You know, obviously, it's it's totally normal if you if you grow up with it and, and you can see the purpose in it. But from uh, from my point of view, uh, I, in in both cases, the passion, experience, and and uh, that kind of self flagellation I just think, why would why would that be a good thing? It doesn't make sense to me.
0: I want to say. I think it's in. The f- i know it's in more than than here but i know in the philippines and then and in other countries too mm. there are people who actually will crucify themselves too so i think that's
2: yeah they i th- i saw something like that they do that like on easter every year just to yeah. i, I don't know they just kind of do that it's just like this is what jesus did or went through I mean, so
1: i i presume they have some help otherwise hammering in that last nail would be really hard
0: <laughs> well it it is very tiny nails okay
2: <laughs> Still, I can't imagine putting a, just a nail no. through my hand and putting a, just a tiny nail through my hand. It's like,
0: Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Well, we've had a, <laughs> this conversation turned into an interesting one. Um, <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. And I do want to call out thank you, Maddie, for helping us get Dan on the air. That was super awesome. Yep. I still called you out. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. And join us next week at AM 950 KTNF.